and Walker Smith. Not afraid the live version on Victory 91.5. It's Corey, and I'm here with our general manager talking about Passover. And we would not be able to play the music and have the programs, the preaching, the teaching, all the ministry without you guys. So we want to shout out Capstone Hospice, one of our morning show partners. Capstone Hospice, they have one goal. They want to provide an environment that cares for their patients and for their families with the utmost love and compassion. Capstone, they're local and they're faith-based and they're providing compassionate medical care and pain management and they offer clinical emotional and spiritual support to their patients and to their loved ones caps and hospice they're not about giving up they're about hope and they're about maximizing the quality of life and they're online at capstonehospice.com and we're talking about passover and there's so many questions that sure. we could definitely tackle if you have a question you can message us through our facebook or through our website it's victory.radio and so the first question we'll start with is every passover the same or different? Well, you know, for most people, they do a Passover Seder, and it's pretty much the same every single time. And uh, sadly, one of the things Jesus said is, by your traditions, you make the Word of God powerless. And sometimes mm. it's just repetition. Uh, you don't bring out, you don't actually ask God, what are you saying? What 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 is different? Mm. And every Passover, every year is different. Every feast is different because the year is different. God is doing something in the earth, and, and so it makes it more relevant. So every Passover is unique. This one, in all honesty, I got to say, I've, I've been doing this since uh, right before I turned was a teenager. It was the first Passover I ever went to. And so about 45 years or so. So it's a long time. It is. And, <laughs> and I think, without a doubt, this Passover is the most significant of my life. But I think it's the most significant time in in these years since uh, since Jesus, I believe, since his death and resurrection. This year is that significant. And I'll show you why. It's a lot of fascinating things. Now, some things are not relevant, but well, I'll share you that anyways. Rabbis in Israel are pointing to signs occurring on three major Jewish holidays this year as an indication that redemption is imminent. They don't believe or follow Jesus, and uh, so they're looking for the Messiah. And many Muslims believe of the things that are going on, coronavirus, the worldwide plague and all, are going to bring their Redeemer, Mahdi. Now, we assume that would be the Antichrist. So... This is significant for everyone in the world. They're looking at this year, and the fact that all this is going on at Purim and Passover is very significant. There are, in fact, several compelling things going on in the heavens right now. Now, some of you probably noticed last night, if you, I went out late to see it, but it was too many clouds, but I, I waited until it came clear. The largest supermoon of the year is occurring over, over, during Passover tonight and started last night, obviously. But where the moon is in the midst of the constellations that tell the gospel story makes it even more interesting. I'll tell you more about that in the next hour. There was also a supermoon last month during the holiday of Purim. That's the holiday of Esther. But that's not all. A third supermoon <laughs> a third supermoon will return at the beginning of Rosh Hashanah in September. That doesn't happen every year. All right, so that tells you something's going on in the heavens. Now, uh, Rabbi Berger, the religious leader who presides over King David's tomb on Mount Zion, says the supermoon on Passover is not happenstance. God brought the children of Israel out of Egypt on a specific day, a day that from the beginning of creation was imbued with special powers of redemption. The Midrash that they use says that the first redemption of Israel took place on this night, and the final redemption will as well. So that's why they look so closely. And as it happens, the first Passover in Egypt happened on a Wednesday 
Wednesday night, Passover with Jesus at the Last Supper, Wednesday night, uh, before the crucifixion on Thursday, and tonight, mm. it's a Wednesday night. That's neat. So it is a little unusual. And Luke says this, that there will be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars and on the earth, distress and nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them from fear. <laughs> None of that going on, though. And the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. And there is a really profound sign in the heavens that started on Saturday that is right out of the book of Revelation. I'm just in awe. I was just so blown away. It also connects to what the wise men saw 2,000 years ago that drew them to find the fact that the new king of the Jews would be born. So again, I'll tell you about that coming up in the next hour. There's a very logical spiritual reason why the coronavirus has caused everyone to be set aside and alone. And in in all honesty, the coronavirus and all that's going on, it's really not about the virus, but it's it has a lot to do with Passover. So tonight, interestingly enough, this is the first Passover where the Jewish people are confined to their homes since the night of the exodus from Egypt at the first Passover mm. 3,500 years ago. Like 3,500 years ago in Egypt, we're all dealing with a plague that is killing many. Passover is unique every year because every year is unique. So it's not do it like normal one more time. I'm going to share a Passover specific to 5780. That's the Hebrew year. Our year is 2020. And I'm going to look at the prophetic significance of this Passover in the midst of this coronavirus and plague pandemic. I think the whole world today can relate to what it's like to experience plague, a little bit at least. Mm -hmm. Everybody's wondering what's next. Has the world changed forever? Is it the end times? What's going on? What should we expect? So Passover is a lot more than the story of Moses in Egypt. It's a story how God chose to bring salvation to man through Jesus on the cross. Passover was when they ate the Last Supper. Jesus was betrayed, arrested, then crucified. But it's not just history. It's an invitation that we need to accept. Here's what Jesus said. When the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table, and he said to them, I've eagerly desired or longed to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. Also, Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. When he given thanks, he broke it, and he said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. So, first, Jesus longs to eat this meal with you to help you remember him and what he did for us. What he did from the beginning of time to the cross and to what he will do in eternity. And this is just the beginning. It's really three celebrations in one. This is also part of the Feast of Unleavened Bread. It's seven days with no yeast. That's pretty much your whole life, though, because no you gluten. don't eat bread, right? It's a fast. For me, I live, I'm pretty much an only gluten diet, so it's a fast for me, which represents your walk with Jesus day to day with no sin or pride in your life. In the fall... At the Feast of Trumpets, we celebrate creation, remember the fall of man into sin. Ten days later, when they ate the wrong meal with the wrong snake, this is seven days of fasting from bread to focus on Jesus and his word. Passover, the first day of it, is when you taste and see that he's good. Every food points to him on the cross. The Feast of First Fruits, three days in, is the resurrection of Jesus and all the saints in Hades. It's your birthday if you're a Christian. So it's very personal. Passover is the one time a year we've got to forget that we're all unique. Passover is never about what someone did back then in Egypt or at the cross. It's about what happened to me in Egypt and in the Garden of Eden and at the cross. Passover is not a history story. It's a realization that you are in the story 
The story is about you. There's one man, one woman, they need a savior, and that one person is you. You need a savior. Nothing more is more relevant. Now, we're going to post this on the More Music app, too. So if you want to listen through all of these answers, if you have a certain question that, you know, you want answered, check out the More Music app under the podcast. You're going to see the Passover. Sweet. And a reminder. So coming up, we're going to hear from the church. We'll sing their song, How Great the Glory of Our God. Victory. 91.